we're learning Chilik Yudhas Parshas Kisavai Sicha Aleph. Parshas Kisavai starts off with the mitzvah of Bikurim. The first series of Psukim, Pasuk Aleph, three at Beis, three at Aleph, talk about the mitzvah of Bikurim. After that, Pasuk Yudhas through Pasuk Tezvav talk about the mitzvah of Bior Maisras. That at the end of three years of giving Maiser, Precisely, Arif Pesach of the fourth year, one makes an inventory and goes through their storage houses and sees, did they forget, or for whatever reason, withhold and not give any miser, and they have from the first or second year? And if they do, before Arif Pesach of the fourth year, they need to make sure that they give it all and get rid of it from their house. That's the mitzvah of Beir Maisris, and that it talks about Pasuk Yudbeis through Pasuk Tezvav. Then we get to our Pasuk, which is the subject of our Sicha, Pasuk Tezayin. Which there it says the following words, Vashamarta Vasisa Isam. Vashamarta, you should guard Vasisa Isam, and you should do that. Out of context, one would think this these three words are a are an expression of tzivoy. It's a command. Hashem's commanding you to do something. However, when you look at the broader context of the Psukim, you see that the subsequent Psukim all talk about Brachis, Shvachim, praises of Yidin. For example, Hashem, uh, the Yidin singled out Hashem, Hashem singles out the Yidin, and you see that the Tzivuyim, the commands, were all said. Uh, Pasuk Aleph, three Aleph, spoke about the mitzvah of Bikurim, the command of Bikurim, and Pasuk Yudbeis, three Tzvav, spoke about the mitzvah of Biyod Maestra. So the commands are all finished. So this Pasuk, Pasuk Tezayin, is Shevach, praise, praising Yidin for doing the mitzvahs. Now, so what exactly is that praise? So Rashi, so we have a very fascinating Rashi, which says the following. Vishamarta Vasisaisam quotes the words of the Pasuk and says like this. Baskal Mivarachte, a heavenly echo gives him a bracha. Hevesa Bikurim Hayaim, you brought Bikurim today? Tishna Lashanahaba, you should repeat the same and bring it again next year. So Vishamarta Vasisaisam is telling us that there's a heavenly echo that says, just like you brought Bikurim today, may you Repeat this and bring it again. And the Rebbe in the Sicha has two very, very simple questions. The first one is, Rashi says, Hevesa Bikurim Hayam, you brought Bikurim today. However, as we noted in the introduction to the Sicha, the first series of Sukkim talk about Bikurim. The series of Sukkim that we just spoke about, Yedbeis through Tezvav, spoke about the mitzvah of Bir Maisris. So why does Rashi say that this Pasuk goes back to the beginning of our Parsha, which is Bikurim, and not to what we just spoke about, the mitzvah of Bir Maisris? Shouldn't it be? You did the mitzvah of Bir Maestras, so too should you repeat the mitzvah of Bir Maestras. Number two, this is a fascinating interpretation that there's a heavenly baskal, an echo that comes down and says, and gives you a bracha, you brought Bikurim today, you should bring it again. But where in the Pesukim does Rashi see that? We know Rashi doesn't just bring fascinating Midrashim and beautiful interpretations on the Pasuk. There's something in the Pasuk that leads Rashi to that. So where in the Pasuk does Rashi see it? Does Rashi see this idea? that the bracha here, the shavach, the praise here, is that a heavenly echo benched him, that just like you brought it today, you should bring it again. The explanation lies in a more careful analysis of the psukim that we're dealing with. So let's think about it. Our first question was, why does Rashi say it's talking about Bikurim, not Bir Maestras, which we just learned about? Now let's think about that. How would that play out? So, a Yid, after three years of um, being obligated to give Miser, they make an inventory and they go and say, oh, I forgot from the first year, I forgot from the second year, and they bring, and they get rid, and they do the, and they bring the mites, the Miser that they were supposed to bring. Now, think about that. What's the bracha? That they should do it again? 
that they should wait and forget and withhold Maestro of the first year and second year and only bring it Erev Pesach of the fourth year or the seventh year that they should wait three years to bring Maestro that's not a bracha what kind of bracha is that so as a process of elimination obviously the bracha cannot be that the heavenly echo says just like you did beer Maestro so you should do beer Maestro again because the the ideal situation is there is no beer Maestro so you gave everything in the right time and everything's already gotten rid of you already took care of everything so it can't be beer maestras. That's that wouldn't be a bracha. That'd be the opposite of a bracha. So what are we left with? Bikurim. So from that way of looking at it as a process of elimination, we can understand how Pasik design is talking about Bikurim. However, it's still not perfect because at the end of the day, why is this Pasik here? Why wouldn't it be following why wouldn't it be Pasik Yibes or part of the eleven Pasuk that talk about Bikurim? So the Rebbe says, if you take a closer look at the last Pasuk of Bir Maestras, which is Pasuk Tezvav, you will actually note that there's a link, a direct link between Bikurim and Pasuk Tezvav. So, it's true that the context of Sukkim Yudbeis through Tezvav are about Bir Maestras. However, the last four words of Pasuk Tezvav, which directly follow to Pasuk Tezayin, actually link to Bikurim. How's that? The last four words of the Pasuk are Eret Zavas Chalav Udvash. Rashi explained to us in Parshas Bai that Zavas Chalav, milk, is from the goat and Dvash is from the dates. Min as we see in Parshas A, and this is Rashi's opinion as well in Halacha in Gemara Brachas, that Midaraisa, the Chiv of giving Meiser, the obligation of Meiser is only on three things, grain, wine, and oil nothing else. So, Zavas Chalavidvash are not really obligations of Miser. Well, now, from those words, Dvash would be the one, as Rashi at the beginning of Parshas Kisave tells us, is connected to bringing, however, to be Kurim, Dvash, not Chalav, but Dvash actually is connected, as Rashi says in the beginning of Parshas Kisave, that you bring Bikurim from, from the dates that are oozing with, um, with honey. However, more so, the whole reason we bring Bikurim, the Pasuk tells us, in Pasuk Tess, Hazais, is because Hashem gave us this land, which is a land of Eretz Zavas Chalavidvash. So the whole motivation, the whole reason, the gratitude that we show in Bikurim is gratitude for what? For Eretz Zavas Chalavidvash. Now, if you think about it like that, so the end of Pasuk Tess Vav, which says Eretz Zavas Chalavidvash, is directly linked to Bikurim. Eretz Zavas Chalavidvash. That's the motivation for bringing Bikurim. So that answers our first question. So first of all, obviously the bracha cannot be about B.R. Maizras, and we even have in the Psukim a direct link between Tezvav and Tezayin, that Pasuk Tezvav, although the general context is B.R. Maizras, however, it has some relation to Bikurim, and therefore Tezayin can follow with the bracha that you brought Bikurim today, so too should you bring Bikurim again next year. However, where does Rashi get this from, this idea that it's a heavenly echo that comes down and gives you this bracha. So, the whole context, as Rashi points out also earlier in the in the psalm about Bikurim, is about gratitude. Mida knegen mida. We we're we're thanking Hashem. Hashem did certain things for us, and we thank Him. So, for example, Hashem brought us to this land. So we go to the land that he chose, which is Yerushalayim. We bring our record to Yerushalayim. Hashem gave us these fruits, these beautiful fruits. Therefore, we bring the basket of fruits and put it before Hashem. Now, the Pasuk also says, 
And the Pasuk also says, he I declare before Hashem, as the Pasuk continues. And then it goes even more, that we raise our voice and we say to Hashem, kind of like with our, you know, with all our enthusiasm and our energy and, you know, our all excitement that we're bringing before him. And the question is, where's the Mito Kenegan Mito? Where is Hashem responding to our declaration? That compels Rashi to say that just like we declare to Hashem, our gratitude, so to Hashem declares his something back to us. That's what Rashi says. That, that's the declaration of Hashem back to the Eden. That's the response. So, the whole idea of Bikurim is Midah Kenegad Midah. Part of what we do in the process of Bikurim is we declare to Hashem, and with such enthusiasm, as Rashi says, Vanisa is Haramas Kerl, raising our voice. So, too, Hashem responds back to us. Just like you brought Bikurim today, you should merit to bring Bikurim again next year. And that is the explanation of the Rashi. However, in the second half of the Sikha, the Rabbi does a beautiful connection and shows how Hasidus' interpretation of Bikurim fits very beautifully with how Rashi interprets it. We're only going to do one or two parts, and obviously even the beginning of the Sikha, for the full entirety, it's obviously much better to learn the full Sikha for those that are able to. We'll do a few points. So the first point the Rebbe says, so fascinating, is that if you look in the Kutatera, on our parsha, the Altrebbe says that the end of Pasuk Tezvav and the beginning of Pasuk Tezayin are linked. Just like we said, that even though the general context of Pasuk Tezvav is part of Bir Maestras, however, nonetheless, the last four words are linked to Pasuk Tezayin, which talks about the, you brought Bikurim this year, you should bring it again next year. So too, the Altrebbe says that the last word of the Pasuk Tezvav, Udvash, together with Hayayim Hazeh Hashem, the first letter of each of these four words makes yud ke vav ke, and it's and, and the yud ke vav ke is including both psukim together. So here we see, just like Rashi links pasuk tazvav and tazayin together, as both of them are talking about bikurim, so too the author of the Torah says the same thing. However, we go a little bit deeper than that. The author of that explains that hayayim hazeh pasuk tazayin, the pasuk that we're dealing with, is going on this day. What's this day? That's the day of Rosh Hashanah. The way Rashi explains Hayyim Hazed, this Pasuk is talking about that Hashem is giving us a bracha that just like we brought Bikurim today, we should bring Bikurim next year. And on a very, very simple level, Al-Trab explains that Pasuk talks about Rosh Hashanah. Rashi explains that Pasuk talks about Bikurim. Both of them, Rosh Hashanah and Bikurim, are racist. They're the beginning. Rosh Hashanah, head of the year, so to Bikurim. It's the beginning of your fruits. It's the first fruits that you're bringing. But it goes even deeper. The Semach Tzedek explains in Lukut Torah that Bikurim that Bikurim represent the etzem haneshama, the essence of a person's, the essence of a person's neshama. That's the idea of Bikurim. Bikurim um, is source. The idea of a person bringing Bikurim to Hashem is something that's motivated and fueled and energized and comes from the person's etzem haneshama. And that's the Tzemach that explains that length in our Hatayra. What's Rosh Hashanah all about? Rosh Hashanah is Kabbalah Sal. Now, there are two types of Kabbalah Sal. There's a type of Kabbalah Sal that's lower than your brain and your emotions, that kind of, even if you don't feel it, you don't, you don't understand it, you do it anyways. That's Kabbalah Sal that's lower than your than your inner faculties of emotions and intellect. But then there's a Kabbalah Sal which is rooted much deeper than that. That's the Kabbalah Sal that's sourced in your Etzim Hashama. And it's explained in Chassidus that that's the Kabbalah Sal that we tap into on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, we tap into the Etzim, we tap into Kabbalah Sal that's sourced not 
that I don't understand what I'm doing, so I just do it. But no, a yid reaches very, very deep within themselves to the place where they understand that there's only only one thing, Hashem, and therefore, obviously, there's Kabbalah Sel. So it's not a Kabbalah Sel that's lower than their Seichel, it's a Kabbalah Sel that's rooted much higher than their Seichel. And that's exactly what Bikurim's all about. As we said, Bikurim is the Etzman Shama. However, the final, I mean, there's a lot more, obviously, in the Seichel, but the final link is this. What's the point of Rosh Hashanah? What's the point of tapping into our Etzim HaNeshama? The point of tapping into our Etzim HaNeshama is that that energy that we tap into, that very, very deep part of ourselves, which is intrinsically connected with Hashem, and totally that's what we choose, only Hashem, that part of our Neshama should be revealed within the entire year. The point is not only to fly high in Rosh Hashanah and fly out of this world, but the point is to bring, bring it down into this world, into our everyday life. And we find that also by Bikurim. What's the whole idea of Bikurim? Bikurim is we bring physical fruit. So it's, it's, it's sourced and rooted in reaching to your Etzman Hashanah, but how does it expressed? By actually bringing physical fruit. And what do you do with those fruit? You give it to the kind, the kind eats it. So the point which shows us that what's the point of Rosh Hashanah? What's the point of Bikurim? The point of all these things is to go really, really deep within, within ourselves, but the outcome of that is to bring it outside of ourselves, to really bring it into our everyday everyday life. And obviously, when we do that, Mida connected Mida, just like we express our deep devotion to Hashem, so to Hashem expresses as well, and wishes all of us, for us, for our families, and for the entire Klal Yisrael. Thank you so much for listening.